Welcome to the Next Brave Thing podcast. My name is Ella Hooper, and I believe that breakthrough is on the other side of bravery. This podcast features brave stories, emotional health, and creativity to inspire you to take your next brave step. Hi, everyone. I have just had my first week back at school. To all my Aussie and Kiwi listeners, uh, the school year starts in the end of August, uh, start of September. So it's like my year has begun. It's so bizarre. But um, we just had our first week of school and it's been so busy, but so fun. It's definitely our best year yet. It's our seventh year of running the school or the university. And yeah, it's actually been a really full but busy week. Um, So today I want to talk about expectancy versus expectation. And I remember hearing a talk by Danny Silk on this kind of topic because you can feel especially life has a lot of disappointment and it's really hard to kind of like know how to manage our hearts with like not getting our hopes up or where do we have expectation And um, so I want to read a few quotes from the book Atlas of the Heart by Brene Brown. And she says, disappointment is unmet expectations. The more significant the expectations, the more significant the disappointment. The first thing she goes into in her book on on, um, emotions around disappointment is really the stealth expectations. And this has been something that I have been unpacking so much in therapy and especially as a recovering people pleaser is I have really learned from childhood how to be a mind reader. And I even had jobs growing up like where I took a lot of initiative because Even when I was assistants, like your job is kind of to preempt and anticipate needs. And that's kind of your job, especially being an assistant, if you're an assistant. And I think that what that did was I would get a lot of celebration for being really good at tuning into people's needs and mind reading and deeply understanding people because that's kind of how I'm wired as well. I actually really love to know and understand people and I love to believe the best. But I think after a long period of time, you can actually lose yourself in trying to fit into other people's expectations. And um, what how Brene Brown d- describes stealth expectations is when you've basically created imagery or you've created a movie in your head about how the other person is going to respond or behave with you, but then it comes to a crashing disappointment because they don't fulfill the need or the expectation and then resentment happens and the person doesn't know you're resenting things. And I think as a people pleaser, I would work over time to fit into people's expectations of me. But what I found was I actually became so disconnected from myself. It's like a form of self-abandonment because you're preempting everybody's need because For me, I like hear people's complaints all the time or I hear people's pain towards other people. And so in my brain, I go, well, I never want to hurt anyone like that or I never want to let someone down or I never want to disappoint someone. 
So I'm going to like work overtime to try and meet all these expectations. And the big thing for me has been actually learning that I, that's actually humanly impossible. And it's so exhausting. Another thing is like some people are really good at communicating expectations and needs and kind of, yeah, having conversations around that. And then there are some people that really don't have self-awareness. There's just this expectation that this is how a family should act, or this is how a friend should act, or this is how a boyfriend should react. And the problem is like, we all have different code books and expectations, around what that is. And what I've really learned is a lot of my expectations I have made has come from me trying to heal a wound. If I really look under the hood of why we have expectations, it's because we are trying to resolve something from the past. So if you went to a high school and you were bullied and you felt like you weren't in the cool group, Often what happens in your adult life is kind of either an expectation of that's going to happen again, I'm going to miss out, I'm not going to be included, or you're going to work really hard to be a part of the quote unquote cool people. And so then when those people don't invite you, it feels like they let you down because there's been something in your unconscious that's looking for something in the past to be resolved. And we go, we, it's so interesting being in community and talking about expectations um, because a lot of the time we're trying to heal something from the past. It's why in rom- romantic relationships, it's like we're looking for the other pe- person to be our missing piece until we'd really do the work and examine what's happening inside us. To a lot of people, especially if it's like a single mom or even a dad, a man who feels like they have to be the breadwinner of the family or whatever the dynamic is, there's like a lot of expectations on you to be perfect and to do everything right. And so it takes away from actual authenticity. So when we project onto other people that they need to be something for us, but we don't explicitly communicate what we need, then we're projecting them to not show up authentically for us. But also when expectations are put on us, it's like something outside of us is actually trying to make us not be authentic. It's actually really, really hard to be authentic. And, um, The way that I've had to navigate this is one time in therapy, my therapist got me to write down all the expectations I felt people had on me and then really assess whether that was in alignment with what I knew I was supposed to be focused on in that time. And also where I hold expectation on other people. And this is really hard because I can sit here all day and be like, I don't like it when people have control over me or have expectations of me and they're being passive aggressive about it. Like I can, I can like say that that's uncomfortable, but I actually have to look at where I have done the same thing. And I look at, I had to look at all the places where I was holding on to expectation. And I think that my biggest wake up call was really realizing that I can't control people. 
And I can't actually change anyone. And I can't make someone hear me more. And so where my freedom actually came from was accepting that that person wouldn't change and not expect to get my need met from them. And what what that actually did, it makes you get be in a position where you can powerfully choose into the relationship knowing that person won't change or choose into the job knowing that these realities won't change. Or you can actually leave. You can be powerful and leave. That's what empowerment is. But when you are complaining about someone else needing to change, like that's actually really powerless. And so the hard truth for me was realizing and accepting that some people will not change. And um, that can sound very defeated. And a lot of Christians don't like hearing that because, you know, they... Um, want to believe that everyone wants to be redemptive. And to a certain degree, I agree with that. But then I think when we need other people to change, it's all about control. And I'm actually partnering with control rather than acceptance of like, you're actually going to be who you are. <laughs> so I need to put in boundaries about that. I need to figure out how I can be powerful in this dynamic and not be at the mercy of that person. And so it kind of leads me into talking about what expectancy is. Expectancy for me is connected to abundant thinking. And abundant thinking is really believing that God of the universe is supporting me and wants the best for me and wants to make sure I'm taken care of in this world, his bias towards me and fully supports me. And so when I come from that perspective, I can say, oh, I was hoping, and self-awareness goes, I was hoping to get that need met from that person, but they aren't able to give that. So where I'm going to trust that someone will come along and actually meet that need. Um, and I'm going to heal from my past where it's like, if I have a track record of men in leadership not hearing me, then I can actually get healing around that area and change my expectation. Because sometimes our expectations, so if it's from a defeated place of no one ever hears me, I'm never going to get out of this cycle. Um, we It's a self-fulfilling prophecy. It's actually going to keep happening for you. And it has happened for me that way. But when I can get in a posture of like, maybe that person won't hear me, but I might be heard in another area. And I think if you think through like, what does the person I'm hoping to get a need met from, what expectation do I have on them? And what do they what like, oh, that they will, I don't know, want to be my best friend or want to, um, I don't know, hear you or see you or bring connection or make you feel influential or something. I don't know. When you get really, really honest about like what you're needing from that person, number one, you can actually flat out just ask them rather than doing sneaky, manipulative, subtle drop hint ways you can actually ask them and it can be a beautiful moment of clearing up the air. And you can also um, have a great healthy conversation that hopefully leads to deeper connection. But if you're trying to control that person that they have to change, that's probably where you're going to experience like a cycle of disappointment. 
um, which can be really hard. So I hear you if like listening to this right now can feel really sad because there's usually a grief process in this, especially if you have family members who um, really have gone through traumatic things and struggle with addiction or whatever it is. Like it's really hard seeing saying something like accepting that they won't change, which is a huge thing that huge breakthrough you get really um, in acceptance. It's very powerful and very counterintuitive. Um, so I think, yeah, the main thing is like, like I said, maybe expressing your needs to that person, actually getting honest with yourself, but then also looking at what that person represents. So if you like, I'll just use this for example, because I hear this a lot of like, the cool people, they're with the cool people. And and usually people who have a problem with the quote-unquote cool people is because they don't feel cool. But if you really think about it, being cool is um, like actually more, sometimes it's about cool clothes and fashion and all that, sure. Like that's a version of cool, but often cool is security, people who feel secure in themselves. And so if you look at someone and they, maybe it's like you're attracted to them or whatever, you have this expectation on them. It's looking at like, what do they represent to me? If it's cool, what what do I feel in myself I'm lacking and I'm trying to get resolved maybe subconsciously by being around that person? Um, because I think that we are going into like such disconnection in relationships because we're not really self-aware around our expectations of people and why like we're drawn to people and what we're hoping to get rather than like, oh, I just want a friend. Okay. Dig a little deeper and look into what that person might represent to you. And then you get to actually go on a journey of looking at your heart motives towards the person. Is it like a generous perspective of like, I actually want to add value to their life rather than I want to take from their life. Um, and just being conscious that a lot of the time our wounding is driving our car. Like it's, we're not in the driver's seat of our car. Our wounding often is. Um, but cultivating an expectancy mindset really lives from that place of self-awareness, of hope, of like, oh, I have this need and hope to feel included in that or to be invited to that. And that's vulnerable, but I'm not going to control and manipulate it because I have a deeper trust. We actually have to grow in a trust muscle that our needs will get met. And I've noticed like when there's a high level of pain that hasn't been processed through in good therapy, um, of course, it's going to be hard to like get to that surrendered trust place. Um, and so I definitely know that it's like easier said than done, but I think if we look at like really assessing, like, where am I holding on to expectation versus like, how do I cultivate expectancy in my life? You will find you attract more good in your life and from unexpected places. It's like you open up. It's like expectation kind of controls. It has to look like this one thing, but then what if something better comes along? 
Um, so expectancy is more from that posture of abundance and trust and surrender. Thanks for listening today. Please download, share with your friends and write a review. If you would like to book in a life coaching session with me, go to my website at www.ella-hooper.com or follow me on Instagram at Next Brave Thing Podcast.